Morning, team. Thank you, Anthony. Lively little programme tonight, wasn't it? Always guaranteed to drag them out of the woodwork, I think, some of these people. Hey, Joe. I love it. Anyway, nice to be company. Do you know, I, was, I walked through Leicester Square this morning. Sure sign the police were out there. All the illegal minicabs ran off and hid because uh, it was deserted. Normally, there's loads of illegal minicabs outside a drinking establishment, and the police were up there this morning sort of checking people, and uh, not an illegal minicab to be seen. I love it. I might dress up as a policeman myself one morning. I fancy myself as a WPC. Anyway, news is coming up very shortly. Not just I could talk to you for another minute or so. I've got to earn some money, apparently. Uh, thank you for the Pauline Prescott book that you've ordered for me. I'm very grateful. I'll be reading that one. Not. Nice to see you. Looking well. Did you have a banana this morning? Don't eat too many. Not you'll be crawling on the ceilings. Sometimes crawling on the ceiling is quite nice. I quite like that. Uh, anyway, how are you? Welcome to Monday morning. I know what you're thinking. I wish you'd stop being so bloody cheery. It's so... Because you're lying in bed, and I, I've done it before, and somebody comes on the radio, and they're sort of, morning, morning, and all that, and you think, oh, shut up. Stop being so cheery. Nobody's cheery. They do it, don't they? Children's presenters are the worst. Children's presenters. Hello! I've watched that... Um, it used to be years ago, Timmy Mallet, that you could have throttled. And uh, now, it's it's a couple on tunatic or tuna t- I can't remember what it is now but uh, very very irritating he's he's so much more irritating than she is they're on itv i can't bear them and on on children's bbc i don't know what's going on on children's bbc they've got the oddest programs on there they really have i mean it's just bizarre sometimes you turn on and and i'm sort of flicking through through the channels and i'm thinking is this really children's television there was something awful the other week, I was hoping it wasn't on Children's Day, with the ghastly Sam and Mark. Oh, dear me, I'd have made an official complaint if I, if I, if I hadn't thought of better things to do that day, like wash the cat. But uh, it was just dreadful. It's like opening up the papers yesterday and all you got was dreary Pauline Prescott going on about how that fat lardy of an husband had an affair with somebody. And he came in and told her and she went, not my husband. I thought, yes, your husband had an affair Big surprise. The other big surprise was the other day, and I mentioned it yesterday, and I only mentioned it yesterday because I, w- I thought it opens new floodgates, and that was when the girl in the John Terry case said, I'm, I'm not selling my story. And I thought, they've said on the front of the mirror, I want to be back with Wayne Bridge. This is Vanessa Peroncel, who turns out to have been a, a sort of a girl who worked as, in a, you know, as a waitress, Loved meeting footballers. Used to like actors and dated actors. And now it turns out that she's, she's, she's been out with quite a few footballers. But they haven't sold the story. So the story's not been sold. It's just that what they had yesterday, uh, I think on the front of the mirror, was this is the story everybody wants. And it had a picture of her on there. And it turned, if you read it, underneath it said, her friends speak out. So she didn't say anything. The friends spoke out. There was a picture of her yesterday. I love it when they sort of had her working out in a gym and then they had her sort of looking all innocent. And, sort of, and now there's other papers, you know, got loads of pictures of her in, in lingerie and she looks so hurt and this and that. It's, 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 it's got to that stage now where everything is worth money. Everything is worth money. Of course, the big mistake that John Terry made yesterday, he's had to ring his wife, apparently, to say he didn't have a one-night stand with Orla McAllister. Remember Orla McAllister? She was in Big Brother. She's uh, hi here. She's uh, a Northern Ireland topless model, as indeed were so many who went in, and um, she hawked herself around all the nightclubs, did all these sort of the topless bits, and hung around with footballers and things like that. A little bit tacky, I'm afraid, but 
Yesterday, it was claimed that she'd had a one-night stand. Now they're saying in the paper today, he's saying, I didn't sleep with her. I didn't sleep... But as I said to you last week, there's no end of girls who've crawled out of the woodwork to go, I was the girlfriend of so-and-so, I met him in a nightclub. And you get the feeling it's all the... I mean, there was one that I had to cut out because I couldn't believe... I didn't even know who she was. And uh, this is devastated ex-love of Wayne Bridge, OK? Now, I'm assuming, being a footballer and earning a fair bit of money, he's probably done the rounds. You know, he would go to a nightclub, he would drink Cristal champagne, because they're all, they're all, you know, those sort of people. They, they, they wouldn't drink this normally. You tend to find rich people don't drink Cristal champagne. It's mainly for sort of council estate people. It's only because they go, oh, it's £400 a bottle, they go, we've got to drink that. Rich people just drink... You know, standard, bog-standard stuff, Moet, anything like that. They wouldn't drink Cristel. I've never been to an upmarket party and had Cristel served. It's, it's for footballers who are stupid. So anyway, so this girl here, model Sam Ramplin. Well, I don't want to be rude, but I've God knows what sort of model she was. Because I'm looking at this picture of some ancient creature, thinking... I did, And then it turns out... Well, it must have been very, very young days. She has two young children, and apparently she was sure, as indeed they all are, that she had a future with him. So she took him back to her house, as you do, and introduced him to her two young children, which she shouldn't, and he spent the night, which of course he would, and she says now, I'm angry. I'm really, really angry. And she, her dreams were shattered when she saw pictures of him romping on a beach with a topless Vanessa. Well, having looked at a picture of poor Sam, I would think anything was preferable. Eddie Yates from Coronation Street would be a better bet than this poor girl here. Uh, Sam, then a brunette, obviously goes through various colour changes, met Bridge, 29, in an Essex nightclub in... 2004. In other words, this poor old soul has hung on and hung on and hung on and has got absolutely nothing else going on in her life. And then they go, wait a minute, I went out... Oh, crikey, when did I go out with him? 2004. Hello? Is that news of the world? I went out with him in 2004. Yeah, it's 2010, love. Yeah, I went out with him in 2004. And, I'm, I'm, I, and I, was, I was really gutted. It was a total betrayal. And, and she says here... Um, I told Wayne about my kids after a few dates. He was a bit taken aback, then he seemed cool with it. Of course he did, dear. They'll say anything, won't they? Yeah, you look gorgeous. Have you bedded her yet? Not just yet. No, I've just got... To... Yeah, you look lovely. I really like you. And she says, uh, now in a new relationship, Sam has forgiven Bridge. She only went out with him five times. Five... Forgiven him? She makes even more stupid than I thought she was. They d you do worry, don't you? It's like I turned on Dancing with Ice last night. Thank God you voted off uh, Heather Mills, or well, the judges did. Dreadful old baggage. I'm so bored with her, you know. And if, if it's made a difference to people with... Oh, shut up and go away. I was so fed up with her. But uh, the one who, was, who I was amazed at as how thick he was was Danny Young. Have you heard Danny Young talk? It's like you're listening to the thickest person going... I was, I was absolutely horrified. But anyway, apparently he's melted the heart of Nicky Sanderson for the second time around. They split last year, but Nicky travelled to London to watch Danny perform on the rink. She took in his new buff body and decided, freeze the one for me. Last night, a source revealed, that'll be her agent. She loved what she saw out there. Danny is a man now. He's 23. He's a man now. Woo, dear Nicky. Class act, love. They will end up getting married. It's genuinely true love. It's a load of old cobblers, ladies and gentlemen. It's called, wait a minute, how can we make some money out of this? We made some money last time. Let's think, how can we do this? And then you hear Danny Young talk, and it all goes out the window. It's a little bit like Nancy Sorrell, isn't it? Vic Reeves' uh, 
wife. Lovely to look at, opens its mouth, foghorn. Exactly so. Danny Young, go talk about And you think to yourself, there's no bloody hope at all, mate. I'm not surprised they ditched you from Coronation Street and you've not worked since. However, the bad news is... The bad news is that he's going back into EastEnders. Shane Ritchie. Oh, God. Can we cope with the ego? The answer is probably not. Probably not. But he's going back in and he'll appear in the autumn. I don't... I mean, look at this. Look, 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 look. Oi! Poor soul, honestly. And he's back with Nikki. Nikki now starring in Heartbeat, because she hardly worked either, uh, regularly travels from her home in Bury to see him in action, even staying with his mum. Oh, the source said, the agent, Danny and Nicky get on so well, they've remembered what they had together. Yeah, money from OK magazine. You have to laugh, don't you? You have to laugh. I'm going to have to find out, actually, very shortly, because I've got to go back to Teddington today. And I'm going to have to ask Hugh Broom to find out, because I can't do it, uh, whether or not my travel card, my Oyster card, I know it takes me to Twickenham, but will it take me to Teddington? Can I get off at Teddington with my Oyster card? I'm not too sure. And incidentally... Uh, just for, for those people who sort of worried about it the other day, as indeed I did on Loose Women on Friday, Colleen Nolan was wearing a T-shirt which said, What shall I wear next? I don't know, Colleen, but I reckon the next size up. Don't you think so? News headlines, 5.15. Five people have been killed and at least 12 hurt in a massive gas explosion at a power plant on the east coast of America. There's a warning more British casualties are likely in Afghanistan as troops prepare for a large-scale offensive against the Taliban. And the Helping Haiti charity single has gone straight to number one on the big top 40 on its first day of release. So well done to them. With the travel... Point three. Morning, everybody. 16 minutes past five, so uh, message there to Colleen. We're, we're the right size, love. There's nothing more unattractive than somebody trying to cram themselves into something that's quite plainly too small for you. And incidentally, on Nicola Roberts, the truth about tanning, uh, without the tan, she's beginning to look a little bit like Lily Savage, OK? Don't want to be rude, Nicola, but, I mean, frankly, you were the least talented out of the group, only brought in at the last minute, and, uh, and it, it's not going well. It's not going well at GMTV. I gather they're all getting a bit panicky down there as, uh, as to, to decide, or after ITV have decided, who they're going to get rid of to save money. Would it be John Stapleton? Would it be our pen? Would it be all, you know, perhaps we, we, we could get rid of uh, Lorraine. Oh, good, you're gorgeous. Uh, Kelly. I mean, it'd be good to get rid of her, wouldn't it? Because, frankly, I saw her on the Jonathan Ross show flogging a DVD. A fitness DVD. The little short dumpy one is, is trying to get the old money out of you for the second time running. We've already had one DVD. This is the woman who can rest her breasts on the coffee table on GMTV, on LK Today. Of which she looks as though she's walking through it in a dream, I'm afraid. And of course, just to really, because she has got the biggest bazookas you've ever seen in your life, they managed to get her on a bucking bronco. She's always up for a laugh, isn't she? That's our Lorraine. Bit of a laugh, bit past herself by. And, uh, and she was on there, and she said in her column at the weekend, you know, she went on the bucking bronco and nearly gave herself two black eyes. I thought, how lovely. It wasn't even switched on at the time. It was just the fact she moved. But uh, how sad that poor old Jonathan Ross's show, 20 weeks to go and already they've run out of guests. Lorraine Kelly flogging a fitness DVD. How desperately sad for the BBC. That's the way it's gone. They can't get anybody else on there. Sorry, are there, are there any big names? No, no big names. You can have Lorraine Kelly. Oh, what, what's she done? She's got a fitness video out. What? She's got a fitness video. Lorraine Kelly? Yeah. Oh. Lorraine Kelly? Yeah. F- fitness video? The little short fat thing on GMT? Yeah. All right. Oh, Booker then. Booker. Go on, get her on. That's how desperate it's got. You've got 20 more weeks of that rubbish. 
It's not going to last, is it? It's not going to last. 84850stevenlbc.co.uk. I did enjoy the dancing on ice. I'm not enjoying Amanda Holden, I'm afraid. She's hemorrhaging audience like there's no tomorrow in Amanda Holden's Fantasy Lives, which wasn't half as interesting as I thought it was. Apparently, when, when she said she was going to set herself on fire, I thought, oh, finally. Uh, but uh, it didn't happen properly. She was going to be a stunt woman, patronising to the last. Whoever made the programme was quite clearly suffering from delusions about her. They quite clearly think that we like her, as is proved by the audience disappearing faster than people on Dancing on Ice. Um, it's not true. She hemorrhaged a huge amount. I think we don't want to be patronised, I'm afraid, on television. We don't want to be... I mean, it's a bit like watching the GMTV competition. Hello? We've got a competition for you today. All right, ready? And you call this premium rate number. And, OK, here is today's question. Maybe it's because I'm a... A Londoner, B, Bangladeshi, or C, Ukrainian. Call this number now. And you think... You're having a laugh, aren't you? Their audience must be as thick as two short planks. You know, today the sky is green with pink spots, answer A. B, purple with yellow stripes, or C, blue. Call us now on this premium rate number so that we can coin it at having a bit of a laugh at your expense. The whole idea, and I might have got this wrong, of having a competition is there has to be an element of skill. Otherwise, there is no point unless you're particularly stupid, in phoning up a competition where it's patently obvious that the answer is pink with blue dots. I mean, you're just, you know, if you don't know that, then you're thick. And yet every day they insult their audience. This isn't a competition. This is a lottery. And if it's a lottery, then there are different rules that apply. And how they've never been done for it, I'll never know. There is supposed to be an element of skill to any competition where there is a choice of answers. You're supposed... I didn't win the lottery at the weekend. You can tell how bitter I am this morning. It's a rollover, though. It's a rollover. So next week, it's about 130 million. Ooh. I've already decided what I'm going to spend it on. I'm going to spend it on a new pair of socks. I'm going to buy a new pair of socks. I don't know what you do with 130 million. I, I do enjoy playing fantasy lottery every week. It, it does amuse me. And I like to know what I would do with it. If I, if I won 130 million, apart from the fact you'd have loads and loads of new friends and a couple of barmies who'd want to be your enemy. But then, I mean, you could just afford to have them taken out. Why worry about them? You know, I'd sort of go to Russia and hire a hitman or something like that. 130 million? I mean, you could go mental. You could go absolutely barmy with 130 million. I mean, you could... I, 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 would, I would help people out here. They'd, they'd all, I'd, I'd buy them a coffee machine, because, frankly, that's all we want is, is, is a coffee machine here that works every day. <laughs> I, I, I'd say I'd treat them. What else would I buy for them? I don't know. It'd be a bit difficult, wouldn't it? Because you'd like to buy people here gifts. But the trouble is, when you've got 130 million, I've thought about this and I've pondered on, as you can imagine, it's a huge problem for me. And I've worried about, you know, what do I buy Jess? Do I sort of go, look, I don't really know what to buy, but here, here's £10,000. Or would she then turn around and go, 10000 you stingy so-and-so, you just want 130 million. And I then go, yeah, but it's invested. So, te- 20 grand? You know, you don't know what to buy people. And then... Yeah, it would do it. but then you sort of be fine. And but then Alex Madavi, for example, would say, "Oh, come on, Steve," you know, you'd be going, "Yeah, but I don't work with you now. You work on the breakfast show." Ah, oh, Steve, but we work together. Come on, you know. And I'd be, "All right, there's a pound." So you don't know what to give people, and and I don't know whether or not you'd throw a party. I th- I, I thought around it, and I've decided I'd throw a party. And then everybody would be given a raffle ticket, and we'd have raffle prizes. There'd be a £50,000 prize, 
and then there'd be something like twenty ten thousand pound prizes, and that way the whole company could be in on it, and then everybody could get. And you'd still find people have been miserable. They'd, 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 well, they wouldn't be happy with that at all. Amuse me though. You can play play that game at home. It's I'll tell you, it's fantastic. It's like my other fa- favourite game is sit down in a room with your best friend, each drink a bottle of whiskey. Then one goes outside the room, knocks on the door, and the other one's got to guess who it is. It's a fantastic game. It works every time. You can amuse yourself for hours. It's just quite dangerous, drinking, drinking a bottle of whiskey. OK, so apart from John Terry, uh, on his mobile phone, in his car, silly boy, silly boy, Simon Cowell went out for dinner with two women, and the paper had gone, this is his girl. No, it's just he goes out with people for dinner. You know, it's like go out for dinner with people. It doesn't mean to say that there's anything in it. When Simon Cowell goes out for dinner, they immediately go, that must be his new relationship. Here's um, hair of concrete, Pauline Prescott. You could hold her upside down and bang nails in with that hair because it's, it's a northern look. I've come to the conclusion, a lot of northerners, with apologies to those of you who've come... Actually, it doesn't make any difference because you've all come down to live in London and take the, uh, the money from down here. But uh, mainly, they do use a lot of makeup, and that's the boys as well. A lot of northern boys are into cross-dressing and hairspray. A lot of hairspray. Pauline, I mean, I, I would always like to see Pauline Prescott in a wind tunnel. I'd like to hold her in a wind tunnel. <laughs> I think that'd be quite funny, actually, uh, because the hair doesn't move. Where have they all gone? I'll let you read the Daily Mirror today to discover 25 <coughs> excuse me, years of Albert Square. And they've traced the soap stars who left Walford, including... And we love him. Peter Dean, Pete Beale, who's... Uh, he'd be, I don't know why they don't put him back in EastEnders. Put him back in. I'd like to see him back in again. Uh, I'd like to see Nick Berry back in. Michelle Fowler. Arthur, sadly not, we can't, because we sort of killed him off. Uh, I'd like to see Mary the Punk back in again. Remember Mary the Punk? These are all people from the early days. My days. She did make an appearance. She turned up at uh, Wendy Richard's funeral last year. But I'd like to see them. But definitely... Pete Beale back in EastEnders. I think you'd have to put him back. Why not? Why not? Go on. Come on, somebody at EastEnders. Pull your fingers out. Do the nation a favour. People, people liked him. Uh, Ken says, with 130 million, you could give your audience a million each. You're quite clearly as stupid as you're, as you're making out here. Have you seen the audience figures? <laughs> Through the roof. I'm almost embarrassed to sit here and tell you that more people are listening to this because in tests, 8 out of 10 uh, cat owners said that their cats preferred listening to Steve Allen than anything else on the radio. Stephen Harlington says the ones you don't like could buy them a Toyota. Oh, no, that's not nice, is it? They've got enough troubles. They don't need me to add to their problems. Well, frankly, I wouldn't. But my father had a Toyota years and years ago. And, in fact, the strange thing was, years and years ago, when they were really, really, really good, um... Uh, the, the garage that sold them went out of business because nobody took them back. They lasted forever. He had a Mitsubishi as well. Anything that was Japanese. I mean, at one time, he didn't buy anything British because it, it, you just went, oh, it'll break, and it was too expensive. So he bought Japanese where the quality was so much better. So that's why a lot of people are buying Mitsubishi Colts and Toyotas and things like that. Shelley Vision in the Daily Mirror is talking about Amanda Holden. He said, Amanda's on fire. I'm hoping it's not a stunt, which is good. Quite like that. And uh, finally, a grilling arrival for David Frost's famous grilling of Richard Nixon as Dancing on Ice's Kay Burley reduced Peter Andre to tears on Sky News. Now, we mentioned this the other week. Along with Hurley Burley, Andre found himself subjected to a lecture on parenting skills from no less an authority than Jordan's ex, Dwight York. I think the reason 
we wanted to show you that clip, was we wondered how you might feel if Alex Reid turns around and says he wants to adopt your kids, Burley said, expertly trying to share the blame as Andre fell apart, even, you know, as, as if nobody's ever mentioned this to him before, because he's not bright. I don't want to be rude about him, but he is not bright. Surely somebody must have said to him, at some point, listen, you want to adopt Dwight York's child, which isn't yours. How would you feel if somebody wanted to adopt yours? At which point, he breaks down in tears. I mean, the trouble, you can, I mean, he's such a wuss. I'm terribly sorry. As Pete Blood, that's never going to happen. You think, how do you think Dwight York feels, pal? It's just pathetic. I tell you, they, they've got bits in the paper today. There was one bit, now where did I read it earlier on? It was one bit, and I remember thinking, oh, that's right, it's an actress in uh, Coronation Street, and she had to, sorry, she had to film a scene where her father in it dies. And apparently she's been, she's been in pieces for weeks over this scene. I'm thinking, get over yourself, Pratt. I've re- I'm sick to death of feeble, weak, pathetic actresses who haven't got the faintest idea you're doing a thing, OK? You act it. You don't live it, love. It's not real. It's pretend. There is no place... Exactly. Yeah, but wh- who, who got upset? Oh, Alistair Camp. Do you see that? Wasn't that the greatest acting since, you know, Joan of Arc stood there going, I don't really think this is... <laughs> I really don't think that's a good idea. Alistair Campbell. Well, I tell you, the hardest man in the business, Alistair Campbell, breaking down. I didn't buy that one at all, I'm afraid. I didn't buy that at all. I really didn't. And the fiancé of uh, David Walliams has stripped down to a pair of Calvin Kleins. They're all doing it, you know. There's pictures in the paper today of Kate Moss, topless. Sorry. And, uh, and Naomi Campbell. Dreadful. Not good at all, I'm afraid, but apparently it's very liberating, so I thought we'd be doing it today. And uh, we'll be going topless. Except Nick Ferrari, who's along at uh, at seven. Uh, Dom says, just having chicken, tikka, mushroom, rice potato, and two naans. Two naans? I mean, that's pushing the boat out a bit, isn't it? Laurel says, let's say do a Dallas shower scene, Pete Beale can't come back because he's dead. I see no reason why he can't come back. It's only pretend. There is no place called Walford. Okay, the Beale family, they're made up. Of course he can come back. Bobby came back in the shower. I see no reason why Pete Beale can't come back. You know, the obstacles that you lot put up for things. Heavens above, they're bringing back the dreary Shane Ritchie. God knows. I mean, I'm sure I've seen him die on numerous occasions. Unfortunately, they're bringing him back and somebody's going to tell him that he's just not a very good actor, as mine approved. This is LB Snacked. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. LBC 97.3, it's 5.30. News today? I hope so. I think we've been having it already. Have you not heard anything? What are you, deaf or something? We brought them all out this morning. I know you get a few balmies overnight, but by God. Uh, Dee says, does Dwight York have any contact with Harvey? I never see a picture or read a line in a column about him seeing his child. Even if he's kept well away from PR, it's very odd. I think he did. I think about a year ago, but she said, I mean, she's gone on records loads of times saying, you know, she's quite happy to bring him up and all the rest of it. But I don't, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it makes no difference. I mean, to be honest with you, I think he's a bit of a low life, but that's just my opinion. It's, that, that's where I stand on that one. Quite firmly, I have to tell you, quite firmly. Uh, very quickly, some of your uh, emails coming in. Um, Phil and Clapham. Um, probably, yes, it probably is. Probably is. But uh, that's the way it goes nowadays, I'm afraid. Um, uh, I agree, Johnny, as well. Um, 
to, to be honest, what was even funnier, they've, they've named Rio Ferdinand the captain. Excuse me. Does he not have a chequered past as well? Do we not read things about Rio Ferdinand? The trouble is, they're footballers. They're a bit stupid. They're earning a lot of money. And they're bored. You know, they go out with these blonde bimbo types. Then they go out to a club. Even if they're married, and a lot of them are doing it, a lot of them are doing it, they go out there and they have flings. Why? Because these bimbets are throwing themselves at them. It's commonly known as an easy lay on a Friday night. They're not difficult. The trouble is now, the bimbos go straight to the papers. Guess who I've slept with? I mean, you can barely open a paper every time there's sort of somebody else caught out without reading Alicia Duval's name in there. You can, I mean, she must have just stood in nightclubs for their entire life. I mean, at one point, I think she was linked with Toby Anstis, which I got quite worried about, as he's teen angel in Greece. Turned out they're the same agent. And you think to yourself, nowadays, you go out to a nightclub, you get a reputation. I mean, look at that ghastly Jodie Marsh. I mean, the more revolting old baggage you'd be hard-pushed to find, this side of the Ukraine Delta. And it uh, now, nowhere at all, absolutely disappeared. Absolutely disappeared, thank the Lord. Because I'm bored witless with reading about these old things everywhere. Tony says, you'd think a premiership footballer would have the mentality to steer clear of women clamouring around them. No. They don't. I mean, you would think so, wouldn't you? You would think... I mean, I just love it. There's a picture on the front of uh, one of the papers' day. On a completely different, uh, completely different tack. And it's, it's in the Daily Mail, who are running Pauline Prescott's £300,000 book. That was what she got for the advance. And it's a picture of um, Princess Beatrice. She's a hefty one in the family. But she's, she's got... She's, she's um, donning pink, and uh, she's doing some... Um, some squats in the in the park. Now, to be honest with you, it's very sweet, Beatrice, to see you out there again, looking a little bit like a horse. But if you want to train for something, go and do it privately. Okay, go and do it at Daddy's house. Don't make a comp- well. Jade, no, Jade Goody didn't. That was the whole thing. Jade Goody gave up. No, she did about a mile, didn't she, Jade Goody? Because she'd eaten a curry the night before. Nobody told her you have to train for these things. But uh, apparently Beatrice admitted she was driven to tone up. My God, I'd go for emergency lipo after seeing herself in a bikini. How do you think we feel? We've had to look at you for years. But uh, they say that she's going to look trim and buff. Sorry, she's never going to look trim and buff. (laughs) If we all lived to 300 million years old. After getting over the shock of Mrs Rooney getting 41 grand a month for a column, what is the, the going rate for this lucrative way of skimming a newspaper or magazine? I don't know, but I think it's the way forward. And I promise you now, I bet you anything, there's going to be... What on earth is that on the television? Who is that? Who is that person on the television who looks like she's made up like a Russian doll? Isn't she very interesting? Yes. Well, no, that, that isn't her. She's obviously doing the, um, the thing. But it's some strange woman with obviously two... Princess, she looks like Princess Leah from Star Wars. I think maybe she could be a new candidate in, in Moscow or something. I don't know. Very odd. Uh, right. 84850, uk. Victoria Beckham wants another baby after Sister Louise said she was pregnant. I, I understood that she was pregnant at the wedding. That was what the story was. And now Vicky wants to get... I don't think Vicky's going to get pregnant again, do you? I don't think so. They've already got enough children. I don't think they want any more. Although, apparently, every time Louise has got pregnant, or somebody in the family's got pregnant, then Vic goes, oh, you know, perhaps I'd like to have another baby. Not another one. I don't think there's enough of her. I don't, I don't think there's enough of her. Uh, 84850, Um Lovely. Thank you for all your uh, jokes, Andrew. 
Very much indeed. Totally unrepeatable. I get uh, I get loads of jokes sent in. You can't repeat any of them on this programme, much as though we would uh, like to. And Andy says, nice chat with Sean Williamson. Sounded a really nice guy. Nice, not tall. Isn't it funny? You think he's going to be tall, and he's, he's not tall. He's about five... Was he 5'7 or 5'9? Anyway, he, he, he wasn't absolutely huge, I'm afraid. Uh, still, um, Tony Poole, because she's not Tony Terry, because that would sound silly, wouldn't it? It's uh, John Terry's wife is out in, in Dubai. I mean, either you feel immense sympathy for her, or you think, you know, you've got to divorce him, love. You've, you've just got to, you know, you've got to do something about it. I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Another one here from uh, Pete says, yes, he was killed off, but then so was my niece who played Mandy Maguire in Shameless. Imagine my surprise when she turned up for Sunday lunch. He says, if you win the cash, you could buy Blackpool Tower. You know, I'd like the Blackpool Ballroom. The Blackpool Tower Ballroom is super. Really nice. And uh, RIP to John Dankworth and Ian Carmichael. Yes, Ian Carmichael turned up in so many good films. Lovely, lovely man. Never earned a fortune in the business. Certainly not like these stupid footballers, but on the other hand, you never read dreadful stories about John Dankworth or Ian Carmichael. It's just good-for-nothing footballers now. I've got far more money than cents, I'm afraid. How many schoolgirls are now getting pregnant? Oh, sorry, not, not, not how many. No, we asked actually, how many? How many girls aged 10 have got pregnant? 15 since 2002. 15 10-year-olds are out there having sex. 23... Under-15s are expecting every day. 300 girls under 13 are pregnant every year. 60% of pregnant girls have an abortion. Millions is spent on teen mums. You see them pushing the prams up and down the eye road. They barely look older than the children that they're pushing. They're the girls for whom life is finished, I'm afraid. They're out there, the single mums, no support from the father whatsoever. Absolutely nothing. These girls are still children. Mentally, they're very much under the uh, the national average for children. Puberty usually occurs between the ages, of, I think, 9 and 13. But ovulation can actually happen before periods and, uh, and even start. And it means some young girls don't realise they can fall pregnant. How dim are they? So they go out there and they have unprotected sex. They pick up all sorts of illnesses from boys who've slept around and just look at them as another conquest. The moment they get pregnant, they've got no intention of sticking with them. Why would they bother? Let the government look after them. They had a programme on the television this morning. And, um, and it was about a woman who worked between 70 and 100 hours a week. And she was going out and she was talking to a guy from Wales who didn't work. And hadn't worked and had no intention of working. He just wanted to, to, to take from the, uh, from the government. In fact, he, he didn't have any shame about it. He had five children. Frankly, I'd have hung him up to dry, but there you go. And how much did he pay towards the... Uh, the assistance of his children, pound a month, five pounds a month is all he gives. So this woman quite rightly said to him, she said, you pay a pound a month for each child, you give five pounds. And he said, yes. She said, and you think you can bring up a child on a pound a month? He was so thick and stupid, he had no idea, but he had no intention of working. And he looked at the camera and, and quite clearly was made to look the biggest prat under the sun. The trouble is, he's appearing on television. He's now a celebrity. You see these people turning up on television, and the next minute they're invited onto Loose Women or they're given a reality show or something. And you begin to wonder whether or not we've all completely lost all sense of reality. Completely. When you hand over money. I'd have just taken this, this, this man's money off him. I'd said, no, you're not getting any more benefits. I'm so sorry. No more benefits for you, mate. You're perfectly capable of working. Off you go. 
go and work. You're not getting any money at all. I would take it all away. I wouldn't give it to any single mums. I wouldn't give it to anybody. I'd take away benefits unless absolutely it is proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that you cannot work or you're disabled or something like that. Just being a single mother, you get nothing. Nothing at all. Terribly sorry, you go back to the father or his family and you take them to court and you rip money off them. You're not getting it from me anymore. Not getting money off me ever again, I'm afraid. It's, it's just pathetic. It's just awful. There's a bloke here in the paper. His name's uh, uh, Marius Daniluk. And he's uh, the Hulk accused of stalking Kira Knightley. He hung around outside the theatre, grabbed her arm, quite clearly, uh, at, the, uh, at the back uh, door of the theatre where she's appearing in The Misanthrope. And uh, he's due at Westminster Magistrates Court. He was told to stay away from her. But the trouble is, if you, if you stalk celebrities, somebody's saying stay away, they don't, they don't realise. You see people in the paper, you think you can just go and talk to them. Certainly you don't want to talk to a man called John Berry. Who's John Berry? John Berry's come up with a brilliant idea. It's so simple, I'm going to tell you what it is. He's raked in a fortune by not working. But how's he raked in a fortune by not working? What he does is he sues firms for ageism. He goes along and uh, he seeks adverts offering work to school leavers or recent graduates. Okay. Then he uses a free online government tribunal service to accuse the company or agency of discriminating against older people. He then offers to drop his action for about three and a half thousand quid. Most of the companies, fearing a very expensive legal case, find out. Tribunals ruled that Berry, who never attends a job interview, acted vexatiously. It turns out he's made 57 claims against companies for ageism. It's quite lucrative. But luckily, they should be aware of him. So John Berry doesn't actually work. He says, I suffer age discrimination. No, matey, you suffer laziness. You suffer laziness. That's what you suffer. You don't want to work. You found a way round it. And to be honest with you, I think it's just a bit naff, I'm afraid. Oh, incidentally, as Valentine's Day is around the corner, uh, Valentine's Day roses being sold at Asda. You really want to say how much you love somebody? Twelve red blooms, couple of quid. It's appearing to the lowest common denominator. It's somebody, to be honest with you, I don't think you should spend any money on Valentine's Day at all. I really don't. No cards, no nothing. It's a waste of money. Why don't you just tell somebody every day? So much easier. So much easier. Two quid for 12 roses. Hello, there you go, darling. That's how much I love you. Two quid roses. Pack your bags. Get out. Don't hang around with somebody who can only afford two quid, do you? They found that... um, 42% of Brits want to significantly cut their February the 14th spending. Sainsbury's have 12 fair trade brooms for 4 99 as do Aldi. And apparently a survey shows only half of British blokes have ever written a love letter or poem, despite four in five women pining for one. You don't want a love letter or a poem. And you certainly don't want two quid's worth of flowers, do you? What does that say about I really don't don't love you at all, but frankly, some, some flowers, there you go, love. Might as well go out and buy myself, mightn't you? I think that's an insult. I think it's an absolute insult. I know it's saving money, but frankly, it's an insult. Quarter to six. News headlines. A man accused of a series of rapes and indecent assaults on elderly people in their homes is due in court later. The attacks date back 17 years. In the States, five people are dead after an explosion at a power plant in Connecticut. Several others have been injured. And the Haiti charity single's gone straight to number one in the big top 40 chart on the same day 
as it was released for download. Let's have a check on the uh, state of the roads. And I do need him to find out later, will my Oyster card take me to Teddington? Uh, I thought some of them, yeah, they should do now, shouldn't they? Well, I don't need a should, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clock just buy in a at ticket. Waterloo. Just buy a ticket if it won't. It's not hard. Yeah, yeah, you've, already... you've got plenty of time yeah, listen, at the end mate, of the day. Listen, Your day now, ends listen. at seven. Yeah, but listen, once you've <laughs> clocked in... You've yeah. got to clock out, and if they don't have an oyster clocking well, you, out... You could inquire uh, at the helpful Southwest train staff. I'm sure they'll tell you what's so going on. It's not at this time of you've got all, you'd know. But you've got all day. I think you can. Sorry, I thought you were the travel desk. I'm sorry. Oh, I, just I think I you can. Asked. I'm sorry. I'll ask Jess. Um, M2. Morning, everybody. 13 minutes to six, Monday morning. Well done to everybody for buying the Haiti charity single. Well done. Number one in the big top 40 chart. Well done. John Prescott's wife's all over the papers today. How dreary. How dreary. And she's told, because she's flogging a book, of the moment he confessed to having an affair with his secretary. I mean, it's, it's quite funny. Uh, until that point, uh, she had no idea he'd been bedding Tracy Temple for two years. This isn't, you know, just a quick one-nighter. Old Prezza was falling on this poor girl for two years. Now, either she's got to be the most naive wife in the world... Because women always know if their husband is cheating. They, I don't care what anybody says. He'll do something different. Won't be back in later on tonight. I'll be back in, you know, later on got some business in the house and all the rest of it. But anyway, the Deputy Prime Minister had returned unexpectedly to their home in Hull from a Barcelona summit in April. He asked her to go with him to their bedroom. Pauline said, I giggled, saying, I love a man who comes home and orders me upstairs. In your case, love it. Hadn't been happening for two years, had it? Because he was bedding the secretary. He said, sit down, Paul. He apparently calls her Paul. A little bit worrying. His face like granite. You look so serious, I said. It's amazing how people remember these conversations, isn't it? Um, he said, uh, she said, you don't want a divorce, do you? Staring at the carpet, he said, no, that you might once you've heard what I've got to say. It's a very bad impression, I know, but it's the only one I can do. Prescott, now 71, uh, told her about Tracy. Pauline had met her several times and described her as a nice little cockney girl. Oh, how patronising of you, Paul. Uh, she was shattered when he told her the length of the affair, and it was Tracy, now 47, who'd ended it. Pauline says in her dreary little autobiography uh, that she felt such a fool. She said, I asked my husband if he'd been in love and was told there were no feelings involved. Don't be so stupid. Don't be so stupid. The ignorance of some people nowadays. There was, you weren't in love, there were no feelings, really. Well, you know, love, it's just... <laughs> Of course there must have been feelings involved. Of course. Unless, of course, they were just holding hands. Which I don't think so. Um, bank robbers disguised in burqas went into a Paris suburb, which has a large Muslim community, threatened a clerk, forced him to hand over 4,000 quid. They're quite clearly blokes. We had this before, didn't we, with blokes wearing burqas? Because you can't tell. You can look at somebody. I mean, I wouldn't know half the time. Somebody's got eye makeup on. I've got no idea at all. Uh, no problems with your card, Steve, at Teddington, says Lee. On Southwest trains. So you have to know that... I mean, it's marvellous, isn't it? Hugh will tell you about a puddle. He's the travel centre. I thought, um, if the travel centre will know about this. Quite clearly not. Quite clearly not. Tribute's been pouring in to John Dankworth, after he died aged 82. Uh, they were doing this concert at Wavendon. And in fact, um, Noreen has been to uh, this uh, Wavendon. In fact, uh, they saw Jerry and the Pacemakers there last week. Small intimate theatre. And we're up again soon to see the Manfreds. Heather out of the ice skating. <laughs> so they'd been to Stables Theatre. And it was, it was something that was booked and they were going to do it anyway. So it, some people have said, oh, it's not very nice, is it? He dies. He died on the Saturday and they, they carried on with the show. He'd have wanted that. 
he would have wanted the show to uh, to go on. And um, and I think so. 84850, steve at uk. Hugh would write, like to remind you that he's the travel centre, not the ticketing centre. Oh, dear, we're going to have one of those days, aren't we? I can just tell today. But you'd think they'd know. You'd think they'd know. They have all this information at their fingertips. You'd think they'd know. I'm not asking you to ticket me. I don't want to buy a ticket from you. I just want to know if it goes as far as there. Or do we not do trains anymore? 84850, steve at uk. There's a, there's a comedian in the uh, in the paper today, and he said, we test the kindness of strangers by asking to be carried across London with a comic called Mark Malkoff. To be honest with you, I've never even heard of him. Who's Mark Malkoff? Doesn't mean a thing to me. Not a jot, I'm afraid. I've got no idea who he is. He must be very funny because he's got a double-page spread in the sun. Uh, the paper that's got the EastEnders uh, story in is the Mirror. I think it is today. Is it the Mirror? Uh, yes, it's the Mirror. So they go, Eve. You have to buy. Mind you, you're in Spain. Won't be much use to you because you probably won't get that bit of it. I would. Uh, I would think. Uh, Johnny says, when my one hundred million pound lottery win comes in next Friday. I'll be contacting the Rich List to publish my fictitious name and underline it's Cash. Oh, pop star to opera star. Did I see Fop Llewellyn Bowen or wannabe Lord Byron as one of the judges? I presume it's for being a sought-after singer himself or is he cheap to hire? I don't know what he's doing there. But they kicked out the bloke from uh, one of the groups, didn't they? Danny, I think, was, uh, was the one who was uh, opted out of it. I'm not watching it. I'm, I'm really not watching it. Uh, here's uh, Tony Terry, or Tony Poole. This is John Terry's wife. Made to look a complete idiot, I'm afraid, because it gets worse and worse. Um, says, wearing this T-shirt saying, I love the chaos. Dear. Perhaps you'll be selling your story when you come back. Uh, Tiger Woods, it's good, isn't it? Has been reunited with his uh, family. Lovely, thank you. Thank you. Didn't know where to put it, did you? There was nowhere on the desk. We were just taken up. There's just newspapers everywhere. And here he is, the show of emotion... Campbell's tears in Clash on Iraq. I didn't see any tears, I'm afraid. I saw a little bit of acting, but uh, I didn't buy into it. I didn't buy into it. And you know that scientists, this is good news for most of you, have found that a Peter Pan gene could explain why some people remain baby-faced while others become old before their time. So if you look at Paul McCartney, born in 1942, he's he's a bit sort of baby-faced still, whereas poor old Mick Jagger... Looks as though he's been through the mill about 500 times. Mind you, he probably has been through the mill. We went out the other day and I mentioned that you must go to the V&A Museum. It's free. Free, 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 which we like. And go and see their Fakes and Forgeries exhibition. It has been extended uh, now until the 21st of this month. It's only small, but if you go there today, it's great. Just, you know, you won't have to put up with too many of uh, of the tourists and stuff like that who are all over the place, all over the place. Uh, 84850. Uh, Anastasia said, yes, your Oyster card will take you to Teddington. Thank you. Do you work for a travel centre, Anastasia? Let's have a little bit of, uh, little bit of my frothy coffee. Oh, she probably works for ticketing centre, doesn't she, says Jess. <laughs> She's in a ticketing centre. Anybody else in a ticketing centre? <laughs> Steve, I didn't have a clue. My husband is a civil servant. We made love in the morning. In the afternoon, I went to kiss him. He said, don't kiss me. It's too intimate. We were together 36 years. I never had a clue. That's the trouble, isn't it, now? Absolutely amazing. And here is Prescott's dreary wife again, and John Prescott. Uh, apparently, she says he's still trying to make up to her for his affair. Well, I think writing your book, love, 
will be something. 300,000 quid they got. 300,000 quid. And all she does is make him cups of tea. Not surprised he's strayed. I mean, dear God in heaven. I've always said, and I'll say it again, men only stray when they're not getting what they should be getting at home. OK? So just, just remember, girls, every time you go, not today. OK, not today. It's not Friday, is it? The chances are he might be wandering off wearing a new jacket and some new aftershave. So just be warned. And why have we still got potholes all over the blooming place? 70 quid is all it takes to fill in a pothole. And to be honest with you, I've just never seen... So It takes about six people to fill in a pothole, because they're a bit balmy, I'm afraid. And, and they never do them properly. Our roads are a complete mess. You only have to look at our roads to realise how many people dig them up at any one time. And that's what I find so exasperating. That First of all, one person digs them up, and you think, OK, it's all finished. Next week, they're all back with another person digging them up. And then the week after, somebody else. Water, gas, sewage. You think, why can't you say, listen, we're digging the road up. Do you need anything under there? Uh, no, we'll do it when you filled it all in again. So they wait till they've filled it all in again. And at the moment, Piccadilly Circus looks like the proverbial dog's dinner, I'm afraid, as coming in past, uh, past Burlington House. They're bringing it down to one lane coming into Piccadilly Circus. How stupid is that? How stupid is that? They're putting in what can only be described as an island. For the purposes of what? I don't know. But we did go out the other day. We came up to uh, to London to smoke. And um, I've given up with Oxford Street. What a dump. Far too many people. Years ago, you could walk along Oxford Street and it was pleasant. And, you know, you could move. You can't move. You're like, excuse me, scurry, excuse me. It's, you know, by the time you get there, I've done so much exercise with moving your shoulders backwards and forwards. It's, it's not pleasant. We went to Covent Garden. By God, there's some rubbish acts there. Oh, there was one bloke dancing like Michael Jackson. It was the biggest pile of rubbish I've ever seen in my life. They used to be the standard, when Duncan Trillo was down there doing magic, used to be brilliant. Now it's the biggest pile of rubbish. It's an insult. Apart from the fact that on one side you've got to contend with these silly living statues. These silly people who paint their faces and dress up and stand there. And then you have to put some money in there and then they come to life. Boring. Boring. Why don't you go and get a proper job? It's not even an art form. You know, we can all paint our faces. There's a woman down there. There's a bloke dressed up as a Roman salt. They must coin it. I'd love to see their tax bill. Because it's all cash. I've heard on a good day, on a good day in summer, they can, they can walk away with 500 quid a day. Easy. You've just got to take it all home and count it. 500 quid a day, as I say. All in 5p's and pounds. I remember seeing one guy down there and he said, don't insult me by putting 20p in. He said, this act's worth a pound. And, uh, and I thought, you cheeky devil. Must have coined it in. I'm told, I'm told, probably not true, of course, uh, that on a very, very good day in summer, you could walk away, if you do two or three shows a day, you could, you could walk away with seven, eight hundred quid. Easy. It's, um, it's even, I mean, it's not as good as being a taxi driver, admittedly. If you're a licensed taxi driver, you know, 50, 60 grand a year, pff, easy peasy. You don't even need to work for that. That just falls into your lap. Illegal minicabs, you know, roughly the same, except there's a very good chance you get beaten up or killed. So you don't get in illegal minicabs, do you? Uh, and I did delight, I'm afraid, in misery the other day. I delighted in the misery of uh, Mikey Carroll. Remember Mikey Carroll? He was this vile, revolting piece of low-life scum who terrorised his neighbours. He won the lottery. He was that nasty chav and he's lost it all. Ten million. I couldn't be happier. Kind of makes your day, doesn't it? We all make good decisions and bad decisions. But making... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast, LBC 97.3. 
Oh, I love Monday. So, I like Monday. I like it when I'm actually up. I don't like it when I'm lying there. And you, I was lying there this morning, and I thought, oh, I'll just have another ten minutes. And then beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, and you think, shut up. Why are alarm clocks so infuriating? Years ago, it was bells. Now, it's these infuriating little sort of electronic things, which you think, nobody will ever hear that. I can hear it down the road. I hear them, you know, all my waking life. They're dreadful. Dreadful. Anyway, it's nice to have you company. I trust you well. We're here until seven. Then Nick Ferrari. We've got the news at six coming up. So if you're not up, now is the time to start thinking about it. OK, here we go. On FM, online and digital radio. Morning, everybody. Monday morning, LBC 97.3. If you're a new listener, you're especially welcome. And I know that we've got thousands of new listeners. I'm very happy we are. I hope you stay with the programme. I hope you download and podcast the programme. And if you want to see what we look like, although actually I wouldn't recommend it all the time. No, perhaps not. Uh, You can go to the LBC website, which is lbc.co.uk. And you can click on all the presenters' photographs. That'll ruin your day. If, not, if, if that doesn't get you out of bed, nothing will get you out of bed. Uh, the good news is, very quickly, that the dentist drill could soon be on the way out because they've got some new... And for, for those people who hate the dentist, this is apparently a new way of treating teeth and it involves squirting them with acid gel from a syringe. And I quite like that idea. It's got, got to be a bit better than this... Woo! Which is just, just drives you berserk. Even when they're not doing anything. He only has to sit there and try it a couple of times. And I'm, I'm a quivering mess. Terrible. But it, it's very good. Within a couple of minutes, the acid goes through, through the tooth. It then, uh, into the cavity below, which is then cleaned and dried using ethanol. And then the dentist injects a quick uh, drying resin into the hole, which is hardened under this high-energy blue light. So there's no sort of... That's very good. That's very good. It's made my feet go funny. Anyway, Susan Spence is back with us. Good morning. Good morning. And the bad news is... Oh, yeah. Shane Ritchie back in EastEnders. They've obviously run out of ideas. Well, you know, EastEnders are doing pretty well with new characters and and moving things forward. I, I just don't understand. Unless they're just bringing him back for a short space of time to do some kind of... I don't know. I don't know. I'm really hoping it's not full time. Because I just be don't. I, I don't think the EastEnders needs. Um, Do you think they're, they're, they're doing it to compensate for Barbara Windsor going? Thinking if we lose Barbara because she's such a big character, best to bring somebody else back in. I can't remember why why he went in well, the first place. Well, why he personally went? Or why did, his did, did they lose went. him, or did he? I think they lo- lost him. I yeah. think I think they let him go as opposed to the other way around. Because, I mean, since he's left, seriously, he really has not done anything. Oh, he, I mean, he, he has was, tried. He was going to be a big star in Hollywood, wasn't well, he? Well, he, he was. And then he was... Minder died. Quite well, yeah, Minder died. Then he did that lyrics thing or something mm. on, on Sky. Um, I mean, he has tried different things, but he just hasn't had any success. I don't think... You know, I mean, yeah, Barbara's... Uh, well... Peggy is a big character in mm. EastEnders. But once she's gone, at the moment, they've got so many people there that somebody is going to eventually step up to that. They'll, they'll eventually go that way. Mm. And I don't think it's necessary to bring in somebody like Archie Moon. Not Archie. Alfie. Alfie. Yeah. Alfie Moon. I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's necessary. Wait, wait, where did he go to? I can't remember. It was so well, long ago. I can't well, remember where he went. Do you remember he and Kat went off into the sunset? In the, well, not into the sunset, into the snow. Do you remember? Yeah. When they left and then they just headed off somewhere oh. to start a new life together. I mean, that's the next thing. Does that then mean if he's coming back that Jesse Wallace is that's coming back? That's what they've said in the papers. They've said she might. 
And frankly, we don't want either of them. Why can't they just push forward? Because they've done a big bit in the mirror today, which you've probably seen, mm-hmm. of all the characters, or most of the characters from years gone by who've disappeared, although there are hundreds of them that you could come up with. Oh, yeah, there are there are many of them. I don't know whether, because this is the 25th anniversary, the year of the 25th anniversary, that they might perhaps bring a few people back here and there, mm. and it won't be... Um, I mean, obviously, that story was in the paper yesterday, so mm. the press office wasn't open to be able to ask them if that's what the details are. But I would hope he's not coming time. back. I really would hope he's not. But mm. then it's like, you know, um, Natalie Cassidy, who's back um, this week in EastEnders, who plays Sonia. She's back, but she's back without Martin and the little girl. So yeah. he could come back without Jesse Wallace and they could give us some story as to why she's not there. Quite must f- have run out of ideas if they bring it, because they've also brought back that other bloke who had Wellard... Or Robbie. They brought Robbie. him back, but... They but he's disappointed to discover that Wellard isn't there. I thought, well, get over dead. yourself. Yeah. He's dead, Well, dear. yeah, that's quite... That's quite the, but he won't, he's only in for a, a little while. He's not there completely, nor is Sonia. None of them are back good. for good. Although that could happen. They oh, could come God. back for good. But at the moment, they're only back for Bianca and um, Ricky's wedding, which yeah. is in a week's time. So it could be that they're bringing back characters for the 25th anniversary, and that's it. There's no life after soap, is there? It, it, it only goes to prove that Hilary Kingsley's book, written all those years ago, which, which sort of said, basically, a lot of people don't get any work after him. Look at Shane Ritchie. I mean, in EastEnders, he was big. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, whether we liked him or whether we didn't like him, he, he was actually very big. Mm, yeah. And there was, no, there was nothing for him outside. The only person who's... Who, who, I mean, I know there have been a few who've done well. Sean, Sean Williamson, of course, done very well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and a few other people. But for many of them, yeah. it's political suicide. There are quite a few of them who have done well, but then there are others who made the fanfare that they were leaving. And oh. then, of course, it's like, well, a bit of theatre here, a bit of something there, a reality TV show. I mean, in some ways, some of these ex-soap actors must be thinking, thank the Lord for rea- reality, because As otherwise they'd Young's be case, absolutely out of work. Danny Young would have no work at all. He didn't do anything after EastEnders. No. You know, mainly because he can't speak. Have you heard him speak, Danny Young? Which way, Danny Young, which are we talking about? He's the one on uh, these ice dance. Oh, he was he in Coronation t- Street. Tall I am, yeah. so, and I'm thinking, for God's sake. Yeah, I quite liked his character in Coronation Street, but um, yeah, he once he Hasn't left Coronation Street, he it. did absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. No souls. So anyway, so uh, more on that in a moment. But I mean, we don't think it's a good idea bringing it back. But we we don't know if it's just temporary, because I I mean I can't see Shane Ritchie walking and go, hello, Treacle. Or something like that. I don't know what he's going to say it to. <laughs> or anything. Does have nobody... I mean, what, what people go, who are you? They but, go, oh, my God, he's back. I mean, where's his family? He hasn't got any family got no in family. the square. Where, where's he going to live? The only, is, is there the a spare only, room in a house? Would, would he live with the Slaters? Because, of course, that's that was where... Because he... he Oh, right. Yeah, he, might, he, he he would have to live with the Slaters because he's Could got he's got that connection because that house, of course, is like the TARDIS. Oh, hundreds of rooms. Yeah, hundreds, mainly underground and <laughs> hidden, but uh, they're all there. Oh yeah, they're all there. So he <laughs> might move in there. Yes, that's a point. Yeah, and then but he, he might... doesn't have a job, does he? Does oh, he have any money? he'll get a job in the Vic, of course. You think so? Oh, Behind of the bar, they'll, they'll go, give him a job. Oh, look, Alfie, yeah. nice to see you back. Yeah, and he'll be like, yeah, good to be back. And oh, yeah, I just, I, it's seriously, it, it's, it's nearly as bad as, not quite as bad, but nearly as bad as Suzanne shogging into Emmerdale. Oh, nothing. Yeah. Oh, 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 uh, Sunday papers yesterday. Darren Day's ex-wife selling her story. I know, I saw that. Oh, dear <laughs> God, why don't you just kick him when he's down and throw a knife in his back? <laughs> They, every day the papers are just full of this rubbish. Thank goodness for it, because otherwise I'd have no programme. It's uh, quarter past six. 
News headlines, Matthew Schofield. Reports in Japan suggest Toyota will order a... Three. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about the coffee. Because you need the coffee to pick you up in the morning. And believe you me, you need quite a few cups of our coffee to pick you up. It's really bad coffee. Susan doesn't like it at no, all. No, it's, it's bitter, bitter. Where, where bitter. Everybody's got different coffee places they go to. Which, which coffee place do you favour because you like their, their coffee? Um, I like Starbucks. Yeah, see, I like Starbucks. Whereas my friend Graham likes another one, Cafe Nero, I think. He likes Nero's Nero's coffee. strong, yeah. Yeah. It's funny how they all vary, isn't it? You think a cup of coffee is a cup of coffee. But some of them give more shots than others, and Starbucks are very mean on their shots. I get free shots. Well, yeah, if you do, if you pay by card. Yeah, no, I, I'm registered, and so I just load a card up, but I get free shots, so I can have... I pay pay for the coffee, but on my Starbucks card, I get free yeah, shots. Yeah, if, you, if, you if you've got a Starbucks card, you get free shots, yeah. you can get free syrups and all yeah. that kind of thing. I've never had syrup. I don't fancy the idea of syrup in a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah, but it's sometimes a caramel latte or a vanilla latte is quite nice. Really? Yeah, you should try that sometime. I've thought about buying it because they do a dark cherry um, yeah. liquid. I mean, it, it looks quite nice. I've never tried it because I wouldn't, wouldn't try anything like that. No, yeah, yeah, caramel one or a vanilla one's really? quite nice. I've uh, seen some of the other drinks. Some of them look quite nice. You see the kids in the morning, you know, with a squirty cream on and then doing, oh, it looks lovely, but I wouldn't, yeah. make, I wouldn't touch it. No? No, it looks like, oh, no, I think it's sent me around the twist, I think. Bad <laughs> enough having a cup of coffee. <laughs> Two from our machine here is quite enough to see me out for the rest oh, of the well, day. Oh, well, that's the problem, though, isn't it? Because the coffee, sometimes I find if you have one too strong, then that's it. You don't bother for the rest of the day because yeah. the taste still lingers. I generally do. Well, if, if I'm, I'll have two here this morning and I'll have two at home. So that's four four coffees in a day. I think that's probably... That's probably enough. That's probably Especially enough. In fact, more, here. because I have double shots in my coffee from Starbucks. Mm. Don't want to think about it. So, uh, Shane Ritchie going back into EastEnders. We don't know. We, we, we can't tell you yet uh, whether he's in... Short term or long term, but Danielle Westbrook is out. Uh, she's currently flouncing around the ice with that peculiar face of hers. And uh, a lot of soap people, I've noticed in every one of these shows on the television, there's always somebody from Hollyoaks. Yeah. It must be the only soap where they go, you're coming to Hollyoaks, uh, you'll be doing a reality show very shortly. Because they've got wheel- wheelchair dancing, as you know, coming out. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and that's going to be with some person from Hollyoaks and a few other non-entities. It's a bit daft, I think, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, over in Coronation Street, where one of the girls is in the paper... In fact, she's obviously just got a PR, because she's in every paper, and they're all talking about... Uh, You're talking about Michelle Keegan. Michelle Keegan. She's everywhere. She is everywhere. Um, th- Dreary. This, well, this girl, she's been in, in Coronation Street now probably about a year, and... Two. Is it two? Two Goodness years. Goodness, how time yeah, flies. Two. That is scary. Yeah. Um, and she is, of course, she plays Tina McIntyre, who once went out with Mad David. Mm. And, of course, her father is, is Joe McIntyre, who, thank the Lord, dies this week. Yes, oh. we're all happy. And, in fact, that's what she's talking about in yeah. the paper today, saying, oh, you know, it, I cried. I'm thinking, oh, get over yourself, for God's sake. It's so awful when these silly actors and actresses talk about, you know, how the part affected them. They've been in, they've been in the business five minutes. Well, I think she was just upset the fact that she wouldn't be working with Reese Dinsdale anymore, who plays Joe McIntyre. Well, you never liked him anyway. Um, oh, no, I, I'm not. It, it's not that I don't like Reese Dinsdale. I just cannot bear the character of Joe McIntyre. He's no. a whinging little buffoon of a man uh, who just <laughs> complains about everything. He's got all these... And, and she hit the nail on the head on Friday night in Coronation Street where she said, you know, you just every time you touch, you've got a scam or something goes on, 
you, you, you're such a loser when it comes to these things that you make matters worse. And of course, this is exactly what he's done with all of this. Yeah. And I, I just can't bear it. And this is what happens this, this week is, of course, they head off to the lakes and Gail, of course, the unluckiest woman on the planet when it comes oh, to love, loses husband number four because he fakes his own death and ends up dying. <laughs> that wasn't the that wasn't the pop, the point of it. Try, of course. try and get to grips with this at and home. He, he says faked to his her, own death, but he, but he does in fact die. Yeah, he, he takes her to the lakes and he says, "Right, I've got this idea. Um, how about I fake my own death and then I'll go off somewhere and then seven years time you can you you can you can follow me and then you'll get the money and all this kind of thing." And she's like, "What are you talking about? Absolutely no way! It's the most ridiculous plan I've ever had in my life." Which of course it is. He thinks he's the canoe man, and they have this little bit of a tussle on the side of the jetty. And of course, remember she hates water because of what Richard Hillman did to her. Remember that he drove her into the canal? Poor, poor Gail. I know. She's, she's not Seriously. been blessed with no. looks or anything else, I'm afraid. It's all gone a bit pear Bless her. She's one of my favourite Corey characters, yeah. but bless her when it comes to this canal. I think she's never achieved anything, has she, in her life? Is, I think that's actually one of the reasons why I don't like this man so much, is because yeah. it's like, will you please leave Gail alone? Um, so Even they, when she was married to Brian. I know, I know. He it gets all stabbed went wrong, or whatever in the nightclub. Yeah. So, yeah, so he sort of pushes her away, jumps in the boat and heads off. Now, she thinks, of course, that he's gone ahead with the, with the plan because not long afterwards he's going to be knocked over by the, by the boom on yeah. the boat, thrown into the freezing water at night and drowns. Hurrah! Yes. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> yeah. Just like you're thinking, yes! Trying not to show too much enthusiasm. And then this. what happens is one of these ridiculous things where people are really going to be screaming at the television thinking, what are you doing, woman? Instead of calling the police, she calls David. Now, why you would call David? Barmy son number Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Um, and they they hatch some story and they go back and say that he's he's got this job in Cumbria fitting kitchens in an old person's home and... They continue all this going on. But, of course, the worst thing that's going to happen is that they will find the body eventually. Mm. And, of course, all that will be is that they're like thinking, well, why did you make up all these stories? Why have you said all these uh. things? And she's then in the frame for murder. And the only person who can help her is David. Good luck with that one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Barmy son number one yeah. comes to the fore. But at least she looks good in black. So at the funeral, she will be looking... I think every time she puts on her little hat for the funeral, she looks like Estelle Getty out of Golden Girls. <laughs> because poor old Gail, I mean, bless her heart. I don't know what, where she gets her money from. She's managing to keep that house together. And also, somebody pointed out to me the other day, there's something definitely wrong with Walford. It's the only place in London where you can park outside your own house. Yeah. I've never seen this anywhere. But you can park in Walford outside your own house. Mm, and you don't, you don't ever see a traffic warden, do you? Never a traffic warden going, you can't park there. Sorry, this is Walford. No, it's not. You're in Elstree and I'm yeah. giving you a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being silly. Yeah, Amazing, exactly. isn't it, really? Exactly. Over in Emmerdale, where the snow has just started, you'll be delighted oh, to see. Oh, did you see that? How funny was that? Yeah, it really was. And it was so stark. When, when, you know, so, it started, you, it, I think the first scenes were like Ryan and Katie or Maisie or something like that. One of them just had his house broken into in real life. Oh, which one? The, um, I think it's Ryan. Oh, did he? In real life, he went back and somebody had broken into his house and stolen all his stuff. Some toe rag out there. Well, I think this is the problem that if they don't live, um, you know, they've got a flat somewhere else and they're up filming there, then no. a lot of people will get to know that the house is empty. I know. The flat is empty for any amount of time. Um... Have you, been, have you been watching... Oh, Thing Me Bob proposes... Jason proposes to Tina this week, by the way, in Coronation Street. Mm. Um, which means he's now, he's going to get his divorce from Sarah. Uh-huh. I don't think that wedding will happen. I'm not quite sure why, but I don't think it will happen. Did you see the acting in Coronation Street on Friday night with Peter Barlow and uh, Leanne? No. With him playing the drunk and her reacting? Busy. Were you busy? Busy. Very good. 
Very, very good. good. Yeah, very good. Because he's, he's back on the booze. Oh, yeah, he's back on the booze big time. But both Chris Gascoigne and Jane Danson acted extremely well oh, good. Um, with that. It really was actually very good. So he continues on the booze this week as well. And um, he gets doesn't get to keep his little boy because that mad George keeps him. The whole thing's it's got very weird, hasn't it, Coronation Street? I mean, it used to be so nice years ago. All you had to worry about was sort of, well, I don't really know, Mavis in the corner <laughs> shop serving you a quarter of bonbons. Do you, know, do you know what's going back to being very nice, apparently, and not those far-fetched storylines, which I can't quite believe, is uh, Home and Away. You know, I've not seen Home and Away for ages. Oh, you were just Ages. Missing. Ever since we were turned down, Susan and I, for the contract for looking after the, well, uh, right. the beachside cafe. Mm. Well, that's what we wanted I, to do. It gets held up this week. Well, nobody who lives there. How is this possible? Well, no, it gets held up as in, you know, somebody, there's some racist storyline going on at the moment. Really? It's been very good Home and Away lately. Oh. Very good. Well, I shall catch up with Home and Away later. Mm, I want to know good. about things like that. So what, what are we looking out, out for in... Um, in Emmerdale? Yeah. Well, in Emmerdale, it's all about Maisie this week. That, that's another one who's turned to the drink. But <laughs> she has been <laughs> acting very well, Alice Coulthard. Uh, but this, this week, she ends up sleeping with this guy, blank stranger, horrible man as well. Um, and um, then the next day, he leaves money on the pillow. So you can kind of guess what kind of guy he is oh, and, and what, how he thought she no. was. Then she slaps Marlon, and I give her a round of oh, applause for that. to be honest that. with you, I'm so bored with Marlon. Yeah, get, get rid, rid of the city. Get, get rid of this. The character fact, has run its course. You probably could get rid of most of the dingles, quite frankly. Yes, easily. Yeah. Because, frankly, listen, a family living like that, all with perfect teeth, I don't know how they afford it, because dentistry is a fortune nowadays, it just is stupid. You don't know. I do like the woman. I, I like. I like the uh, Lisa's nice. Yeah, Lisa. Yeah, I, like I like her. her. You can keep her. Yes, you keep it. The rest of them, I'm afraid, you could lose. Keep her. Keep Lisa and the little girl. I quite like Charity Dingle. I'm not a fan. No, no you're not a fan. No, okay, not a but we have fan. to get rid of the rest. Of them. And Marlon, I'm afraid, please go. Him and that stupid vet, Paddy, who couldn't. Well, anyway. Well, you see, you the know. thing is, they had. They've got. They had the chance that, that last week because did you see the, the roof? Fell the ceiling fell in from the bathroom because Shadrach left left the the bath running. That's right, the bath and the running. Whole thing I got collapsed. as far as he was downstairs snoring. He left the bath running. Who in their right mind turns on the taps and goes back downstairs? Well, yeah, because he was drinking whiskey. And as they've well. got a roll top bath. I know, I know. A roll top bath. Hello. But that Do would have been a, a perfect favor. opportunity to get rid of them. Yes, perhaps they could have drowned. Because now they've got to go and live in separate houses yeah. and all that kind of thing. But the Marlon thing is just stupid. It's a character that hasn't taken on any depth. He hasn't had a serious storyline. He's just. It's just stupid, and it's, it's run its course. So uh, I am unanimous in that. <laughs> get rid of Marlon. Get rid of Marlon, a campaign, OK? Uh, get rid of the, uh, the dingle one, as it were. News is next. This is LBC 97.3. 25 to, uh, I said 25 to 8, actually, I think I was on another programme. 25 to 7, of course, and uh, back with the horse racing. Alex says, I did provide an alternative on Friday in case Catrick was off. It went ahead, but my selection was a non-runner, which was the snail. <laughs> so uh, he said, I'm not sure if you want me to use the alternative or take the non-runner. I'll leave it to you or, or Matthew. Hmm. Mm. So you can either have the well, snail... Well, I'm not really... Par- as- I'm kind of not really partial, impartial, rather, so... Well, I I'm- probably shouldn't make the call. Well, he says... Uh, well, I'll tell you what, let, let, let's actually give it to Susan. So yes. either... Well, either Alex can have the snail, which is a non-runner, which means he doesn't lose any money, or whip away, which was the other choice, which lost him two pounds. So which one do you want to go with? I'm impartial, but I go with the second one, if I read. No, (laughs) I immediately, uh, I laughed when I heard a horse being called the snail, so we'll go for that one. 
Oh, there you go. So he mm. doesn't doesn't lose his money. <laughs> he keeps it. Total sorry, profit. Sorry, sorry, Matt. I, I just like the name. Sorry, Matt. It's a Did real you girly your... thing. Yeah, girly friends thing. are, don't you? Well, yeah. Well, you got <laughs> porridge the other day. Yeah, yeah. Now, yes. Oh, what? I had a bit of problem with that. Why? A, I put too much water in. Oh, well, that was a bit silly. And it's B, marked quite clearly on the side. Fill to here, it says. And then an yeah. oat got stuck in my throat, and I had a choking fit. Oh, an oat. Hmm. How how big is your epiglottis? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very personal question. Obviously not as big as you thought it was. <laughs> oh, so you didn't like it? Well, it was all right. I thought it was lovely. A little bland, I thought. Really? Mm. Oh, I loved it this morning. They, they do do one which has got sort of cream on and stuff like that. So anyway, your, your fantasy ride was mm. sixth, so obviously not mm. so much of a fantasy, I'm afraid. You lost two pounds. Your total profit now, Alex has got ten pound ten pence. You've got one pound thirty. Oh, dear. So today he's off to Lingfield for the 4.20 with Fruity O'Rooney. Fruity O'Rooney. Well, there is an inspection at Lingfield, so that could be a a non-starter. They're going at Sutherland Wolverhampton, we hope, and I'm going with the 330 at Wolverhampton. Selden. 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 Adventurous, isn't it? Selden. Selden. I don't like the sound of that. I like the sound of a snail better than that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Selden. Okay. Well, we'll 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 go with it. You need you need a winner. I know. Do you want to go each way? No. Okay. <laughs> I'd ask, you know, no harm in asking, is there really? Never mind. Okay, lovely to talk to you. Yes. Talk tomorrow. Maybe. Sorry about the porridge. Yeah. It's your own fault for not following the instructions. It's quite oh, it's my Fill to here. Fill to here and then stir it. For is that the MS? I porridge? did stir it. Well, you quite clearly didn't. Well, if you I had did a piece stir of, it. Piece of bran stuck in your throat. <sighs> did it affect your reading? Well, nearly. Luckily, Luckily it was on my break, so yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's it could right, have been then. a disaster. Oh, right. Well, you should try it again, and this time follow the instructions. They are in English. <laughs> Men don't follow Swahili. instructions. No, it's a well-known exactly. fact. Yeah, but not, it's not Swahili on there. It just sort of says, fill to this line. Yeah. Not complicated. Anyway, we'll talk tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. There he goes. Matthew cannot read Schofield on the side. Because I bought him the porridge. Is that the M&S one? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, well, we've got them. Yeah, they're quite, quite like them. Mm. You've got honey ones in syrup and... Well, I can't do the honey and syrup. I do the apple and... Uh, sultana so like or something. One. Don't you like apple? No, I prefer the syrup one. Oh, right, so I can't do syrup. It's way too, too, whatever you it is. You don't like syrup in your coffee. I don't, you don't do, like no. Your... Do you do syrup, do you do, have you got a tin at home of golden syrup then? No. Oh, right. Oh. No. People used to have that and pour, because I used to hate at school, the school puddings with syrup on, the uh, steamed puddings. Oh, I like them. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. The only one I custard. liked was jam roly-poly. Ooh, I didn't like that one. Oh, trust you not to like... What's the, what is there not to like about jam, roly-poly and well, custard? Well, I'd much rather have a treacle one. Oh, or, no, yucky poos. Like, I'll tell you what my favourite was. Yeah? was and, and, you know, I haven't had that for, this for years. An Eve's pudding. Oh, no, is that the apple yeah, with the thing like, on top? It's, it's a bit like an apple turnover type thing. That's right. Yes, that, that's Eve's quite nice. Pudding Eve's pudding and custard. Mm. I think you can still get them. Oh, yeah, yeah, you I can. Think M&S do them. Yeah, you, you can get them, but you have to buy this custard separately. For some reason, they don't put the custard with it. No. M&S do a nice, as indeed do most people, a nice uh, bread and butter pudding. Oh, I don't like bread and butter pudding. What's the matter with you today? <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> no, but I've said I like lots of things. We're just, we're, we're just conflicting this morning. Yes. Uh, so, uh, do, you, do you like uh, rice pudding? Oh, yes. Well, they do a nice cream rice pudding, mm. which you can eat cold. That's like eating a tin of ambrosia Devon custard. Devon knows how they make it so creamy. Oh, yeah. I do like ambrosia cream yeah. rice. Because I used to have that at home um, when I was growing up. We used to have to put raisins and sultanas right. in Right. I'm surprised you don't like bread and butter pudding, though. It's quite nice, especially made with cream. No. It's not very good for you, but, I mean, no. who cares? All the, all, the, all the nice things are bad for you. Oh, of course. Cream cakes. Apparently there's calories. 
<laughs> Since when? <laughs> anyway, eight four eight five zero Stephen LBC uk. I did recommend earlier on bringing back Pete Beale. I know he was killed mm-hmm. in EastEnders, but to be honest with you, I think they should bring him back because he's a nice man. We've we've talked to him before on the programme, and I want to see him back in there. And I see no reason why they can't just say it's Pete's twin brother or something like that. They've come up with other things before. Well, you know, actually, that's true. Yeah. That's true. They, they could do. They could do. He's a bit with, older. They could do with somebody a more of a charismatic figure on the fruit and veg stall. Because throughout the years they've always had people, but lately it's really, I mean, Billy. I mean, Billy's got no, there's nothing no. about him. Um, and even when Ian was on the stall. So they do need somebody to take over the stall who's a, who's a bit got a bit more about them, I think. So that would be His quite twin good. brother. His twin see, brother. I, I like that idea. Come on, EastEnders, put some imagination in it. Don't just bring people back for the sake of bringing back. At least with him, he was sort of good. Yeah, and then Ian Beale still, he owns the stall. So, of course, he could be quite happy to let it to his uncle. Yeah. And say, yeah, you work on it. That's a good idea. I yeah. think we should... Uh, I hope they're listening. Yeah, hope you're listening, Dan. Somebody will be listening. You what? Word will filter back. Steve Allen came up with... He can, he can come back as his twin. Go on, put him on and try it. If it doesn't work, then, you know, let him go again. Mm. But you could bring him back. He, he could change his appearance. Not difficult, I should imagine. Uh, where are, so, uh, over in Coronation Street... No, we've done Coronation Street. Oh, we've done Corrie, OK. Yeah. Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> the deal. The snowing, we were... the snowing in Emmerdale. Yeah, we're talking bit... about the snow in Emmerdale, right. which was. And I, I tell you what, did you see? We, I don't know if you were watching it all last week, but Diane went out on a date to a Dusty Springfield tribute concert with with Doug, and then she got out the the, um, the taxi, and she didn't even fly in, poor woman. She went like skating along the way. Yes, I, I did actually see her going out on this date, and I thought, oh, dear, it's all a little bit bizarre. Well, she, isn't it? she get his nose is going to be put out of joint very soon because she gets a love interest next month. Some bloke arrives. Well, somebody in Emmerdale. Yeah, who's a mate of... Oh, a mate of somebody's. They're bringing somebody in. Um, yeah, they're bringing somebody in for Diane. Um, yeah, the whole thing with, with Nathan. Nathan's gone round the twist as well because he's not happy about I never Ryan. I like Nathan. He's horrible. No, he is horrible, but I kind of think he's the only... Girl. He's the only one who's holding it together at the moment with regards to all this Mark disappearance. And uh, there's one piece of nice news for Emmerdale, which I'm very pleased about, is that Jenny and um, Jamie are back on. Now, they're a lovely couple. And, of course, remember... Who are they? Jenny, Jenny is the woman, Brenda's daughter, who works in the shop with Viv. And, of course, Jamie is Bob's son, the postman. Right. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And they did right. once get it together, but then, of course, she had a one-night stand with Bob, remember, and Viv has yet to find this out. This village. But, but Jamie knows all about it, and he couldn't cope with the fact that she'd slept with his dad. Right. Oh. But he still really likes her. So over the months, they've managed to get close again. And she's been in Morocco on holiday. She comes back this week, and they, they, they get it together, which I'm very pleased about. But, of course, Bob just can't stop staring at them because it's like a ticking time bomb. Because it's only a matter of time before Viv finds Ooh, out. It's like being captain of the England football team, isn't it? You oh, just I don't know. know which way to turn. I know. In case you bump into somebody, you might have slept with their partner. Yeah, Good I know. Dear. I don't know. So um, th- there's on, also a thing going on in Emmerdale at the moment where there's um, a problem where some of the children get rushed to hospital because they've been running around in the fields and there's this kind of toxins. There are these toxins that have come from barrels on the farm with the Bartons, you know, that right, family yeah. that we're not that keen on. No, and lose um, them. Yeah, and Carl King's on the warpath because his children, he thinks, are about to die, but they don't, they pull through. But it's all because of this stuff and it will come to a head next week. Um, because I haven't seen it for a while, have we still got the asylum seeker from the barn? Oh, God. Is she still being as dreary as she's, ever? She's still there, but she's going off Sam. Um, and I reckon, you know the guy that plays Eli, you know how he's leaving in February? Mm. At the end of this month, he's right. leaving. Um, I reckon she will go with him because she's taken a shine to him. 
and right. I reckon she'll leave and, and hopefully Could she'll Could she take leave. Marlon and Paddy and a few well, others? Well, let's hope to have the dingles <laughs> on her back and go. Yes. Um, but yeah, she's she's still in it. That was a silly storyline. Yeah, she's still in it, but hopefully she'll go with Eli and that'll be it. Yeah. Be a good idea. Please, God. All right, we'll take a, take a short break. Um, uh, Steve, Teddington, uh, you can use your Oyster card, says Maria, who's a London underground worker. There you go, that's good. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, a lot of jokes about John Terry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Steve, problem with your casting of Pete. Pete and Pauline were twins. Yeah, that's... In EastEnders. Well, it doesn't make... It doesn't okay. stop him. Yeah, he could still have somebody. Uh, and Carl says Pete Beale was Pauline's twin brother. It's amazing how you know these things. Actually, yeah, in fact, yeah. you know what, that's they right. They could bring because... him back as the long-lost triplet. Yeah, <laughs> Long lost triplet. <laughs> triplet or quadruplet. <laughs> yeah. In fact, why don't we bring back another Pauline and a Pete and say that they were part of quadruplets? Fantastic. Let's go to one of these lookalike agencies yeah. and bring people in. We can Let's have a lookalike that. Barbara. Let's do There must be one out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, Billy owns the store now. Archie yeah. left it to him in his will. Ooh. No, we're not sure about no, that. No, I don't think. No, Ian Beale, no. I think so, owns the store. Yeah. Straight. And Sue says, have you ever noticed in Coronation Street, there are no yellow lines on the street, but there are no cars parked there anyway? Sometimes they it's park a pretend, car dear. outside, um, Kevin Webster parks his car sometimes, yes. and Dev, but yeah, it's very rare that anybody parks on the street. Yeah. Uh, they can't bring back Jessie Wallace, because she slated the cast in the papers a few years ago, and was quite nasty. The trouble is, it, it's, it's the producer who decides to bring them back, and the producer, so they, they do tend to forget... Those kind of things. Well, I'm they afraid. never let Jamie um, Jack Ryder forget, did they? No. So, oh, was he nasty about them as well? Yeah, remember when he left? He, oh, was he? Ab- oh my heavens! He went straight oh. in the sun in the news of the world. And, oh, did he? And said this, that, and the other. Oh, oh dear. Mm. Oh well, there you go. Shame, actually. Eight four eight five zero. Southampton Row is open again, apparently. And uh, and somebody says here, I suggest EastEnders get the bailiffs ready. Certain old stars will not want to go after coming back to the show. Methinks a court order will suffice. <laughs> well, there you go. OK, short break. Quarter to seven. News headlines. Matthew Schofield. Toyota's problems look set to get worse this week with... Morning, everybody. Ten to seven. Nick Ferrari with you after the news at seven. This morning, the paper reviewer is uh, Jan Shaw from the Jewish Chronicle. Uh, they're going to be talking about climate change. Uh, is it a voter turn-off? And uh, what else are they going to be talking Oh, they've got finance. And uh, Dover sold the White Cliffs of Calais, they're saying now, because this is uh, finding out we could soon be calling one of our national symbol the White Cliffs of Calais. Why? Because they could be selling it off. I think it's I think it's a bit of a joke actually, and so uh, Nick and his guests after the news at seven o'clock this morning here on LBC ninety seven point three selling off the White Cliffs the White Cliffs of Calais I don't think so I don't think so at all we don't like that kind of thing do we Uh, If I remember correctly, Steve Pete Beale was killed off screen paid for by a girlfriend's ex husband who was a gangster Maybe you could come back saying he'd been in witness protection That's not a bad one That's that's a good one We like that one You're, You're very imaginative. I Very love the good. fact that everybody's got good memories on all these characters as to what People they've done. People follow it. Yeah, they do. You remember the name of the man who was killed, the first first body we saw in EastEnders? Reg something. Yeah, Reg Watson, wasn't it, I think? Reg, Somebody like that. Remember. Red Red Summer. Found dead in his bedsit. 
his arm should have I know, do you remember Ali, who was in the, mm. the cafe, him? I like that. He changed his name. Oh, was he? Mm. Apparently embarrassed about his appearance in the soap. Not surprised. Really? I quite uh, liked them. I thought they were a good couple. I thought that, yeah, but they were all good couples. But they were all good. I mean, it's more likely to see somebody Turkish running a cafe than it is to see Ian Beale. Yeah, yeah, You're just not going to find that in this day and age. Most Turkish people go into fish and chips and kebabs and stuff like that. So they were right. So perhaps you should bring back some of these people. Mm. But of course, it's 25 years on. Well, that's the whole thing. I can't believe it's been gone for 25 years. I can remember the first episode. I can remember... Th- I remember that other dreadful soap that somebody had called Albion Market. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that one? Mm. Oh, that was dire. And, uh, what was the other? El Dorado. El Dorado. Oh, dear me. That was even worse. Yeah. Some people <laughs> on that one, you thought, crikey, this will not see the light of day. But uh, it did, but not for too long. And EastEnders out there. And there was a lovely book that came out chronicling how they, they came to put EastEnders together and how it all worked out and how they have to... They've got special greenhouses there to bring on plants that normally wouldn't be growing mm. because they're six weeks ahead. So, in other words, it, everything you see in the square, all the, all the daffodils and everything else will be out at the right time, but they filmed it six weeks back, so they've got special greenhouses for bringing on the plants and they go around and they have to make sure it all looks so they put blossom on the trees so that you think it's, it's filmed currently. Mm. Oh, it's very, it's yeah, clever, isn't it's it? It's very clever, the way that they do Except it. Except in Emmerdale with the snow, where they did screw well, up somewhat. There was nothing they could do about that, is there? So funny. There was no snow anywhere else. Coronation Street was totally devoid of it. They had, they had absolutely nothing. Although, remember, they are in Yorkshire, in the Dales, for real, aren't it's they? It's pretty out there, though, doesn't it? Some of it looks... Re- I mean, I wouldn't want to live in Emmerdale, because, frankly, I mean, you'd have to have an affair with everybody to live there. And you have to shop in that ghastly corner shop. Why people do not go to the supermarket, I've got no idea. Why there's not Mr and Mrs Patel running it. I mean, how does that work out? Oh, I do. I, I, I do. I do love Emmerdale. I love oh, I it. I like, I love I like it. the setting. Yeah. Because I think you're, and I love it when the camera swoops in at the beginning yeah. and you look at that beautiful countryside and you think, by God, it's as, almost as attractive as Leicester Square in the early hours of the morning. <laughs> it really is. All the different colours of sick it all really, over the yeah, place. It, it really is. <laughs> Sorry about yeah. that. It's, uh, it's lovely. Lovely. <laughs> uh, do you remember London Bridge? No. That was another... Yeah, London Bridge was very good. I like that. That was uh, good. Uh, Steve, it was Reg Cox. Reg Cox. Who died. And uh, Archie left Billy his bar stool, not a veg stool. Yeah, no, I was going to say he didn't, because Ian Beale still runs that, owns yeah. that veg stool. And will they be writing Blanche out properly in Corrie? Yes, they will. They're going to um, have a funeral, Yes, they? they will have a funeral. They will... They will um, yeah. Because she's away at the moment on holiday um, in the soup. And, yes, they will absolutely give her a proper send-off, completely. Taking their time, though, aren't they? Yeah, well, I think they're having to... Yeah, because, remember, they had to write her out very quickly, and now they've got to... Because, of course, with all this going on in that house, it's it's like, you know, it's... It would have been great for her to have been there, to be part of it all, with Peter Turlington, the drink and everything. But, yeah, they will give her a proper send-off. She'd have been so good during that, wouldn't she? Yeah, she absolutely would have been. Um, It it would have been quite interesting to see what one-liners they would have written for her for that. She could have stood there and nearly fallen in, I suppose, herself. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> in EastEnders, actually, um, this week, there's quite a lot with Archie's death because, of course, they're running up to the live episode next Friday. And Bradley, his involvement with Archie is coming out this week. And it's actually quite interesting the way that they're weaving this plot because it looks it's as live. if Jack... Pardon? Live. N- not this week. Next the, week. The live episode is on Friday, Ooh. the 19th. Um but they're weaving Bradley kind of the, him in and out of this. It's quite interesting because Jack wants to protect Ronnie and he reckons that Ronnie's killed Archie. 
but instead he doesn't want her to go to prison. So he's even, you can see that he's even thinking, oh, shall I, shall I sort of put Bradley up for it and protect Ronnie? And Max knows exactly what he's playing at. So um, that's quite, quite a good storyline. And Ronnie get, goes off the rails again this week and ends up hitting the police officer accidentally, but she still hits the police officer. <laughs> so it, it's actually quite good. You've got, you've got Bianca's hen knight as well this week in EastEnders. And do you know the character Manda who goes out with the, Minty? No? No. You I'd have to one? lose Minty as well, I'm afraid. Josie, Josie, Josie Lawrence. Oh, yes, we like yes. Josie Lawrence, yes. She leaves on oh, Friday. Oh, she, she's out. Yeah, she's out. Oh, she's right. out. Um, I like Josie Lawrence. I can't bear Minty. I, I like... I Josie just... Lawrence is fine, but the character... What, what was the point? No. Seriously, there was no point. No, it didn't, didn't make work. any impact. No, so Stevie she's says, uh, if there's any soap we need to bring back, it's Prisoner Cell Block H. Oh, yes. You used to bring me your roses. I yes. wish you would again. Yes. Do you remember they actually spent ages trying to find the woman who recorded it... And they had a big competition on this morning, I think with, it might have been Richard and Judy, going, we're trying to find out, and then they found the woman who sung it. And all of a sudden, she's this big hit because they're showing this programme in the early hours of the morning. Well, I bought it on 7-inch. I have got it in my understair cupboard somewhere. Have I dug it out? You've still got I, a, a vinyl yeah, record? Oh, yeah, I've got, I've got lots of vinyl. It'd be worth money, couldn't it, a vinyl? Yeah, you I don't just, see vinyl now. I just thought that the whole way, you spring roses, I wish you would again, but that was on the outside and things were different then. <laughs> I shan't sing it, but it's... I, I find that's I just, quite worrying that you remember the words. <laughs> it's just a great, it's just a great, um, great song. The lyrics are brilliant. I just loved it. I loved, my, my favourite was the old actress in there. Was it Lizzie? Yeah, yeah, was yeah. It, I just loved her. I thought she had a great face. Of course, everybody talked about B, didn't they? Yeah, and then some of those actors appeared in the likes of Neighbours and Home and Away. Yeah. You're like thinking, oh my God, you were that scary person. I know, I know. But we did like it. I mean, Australia's mm. given us so much to be grateful for, <laughs> including Skippy. <laughs> Somebody caught in a mine. Ooh. Let's go down there now. Pre- his, precursor to the meerkats, I think. Nearly as bad as Lassie. I like Lassie. You're oh, talking yeah, about no, the person I love. She was like, when, when they were like saying, so what are you telling me? Does somebody eat you? Oh, they're, they're, they're drowning. Oh, quick, let's run. I like That's Flipper. Exactly. Flipper was one of my favourites. <laughs> well, you did the same thing, wasn't same it? Same thing. Anyway, we've got to go. Susan Spence back with us very shortly. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. And uh, don't forget, you can catch up on susanspence.co.uk. Yes, okay. and the podcast is up there too. Absolutely. I'm back tomorrow. Don't forget to podcast the programme. Don't forget to check out the blog. Check out the pictures if you're a new listener. Nick's with you after the news at seven. First of all, it's the business update with Matthew Schofield. Thanks, Steve. Music group EMI is reportedly trying to